This episode is brought to you by Referral Candy, the customer referral app trusted by over 3,000 e-commerce brands. Referral Candy helps turn your happy customers into happy salespeople for your brand. After a purchase, a customer can copy their personalized referral code in one click to be able to share it with their friends. This helps you acquire new customers at a fixed cost. After a successful referral, your customers are then automatically given their reward. Referral Candy is giving e-commerce uncovered listeners $50 off after their 30-day free trial with code e-commerce uncovered. Go to try.referralcandy.com slash e-commerce uncovered and enter in code e-commerce uncovered for $50 off your 30-day free trial. Hello and welcome to e-commerce uncovered. Today I have my uh, good Twitter friend, now first time on the pod guest, Danavir. He's going to talk, school us on all things copywriting for brand owners. Danavir, where the hell should brand owners start with their copy? They're below 1 million in revenue. Well, actually, it's, it's, that is both a humongous question and a very, very specific, very small question at the same time, because the, the real answer is that you don't. You do not focus on the copy at any range. Uh, what you actually need to do is focus on the message, the positioning. That is what you need to do, because a lot of uh, the... the this is by far the biggest problem in e-commerce in general. When people think of copy, they think of these like clever puns, jokes, like all these different things that literally do, it do it does nothing for you. And I have clients in the email. I do email marketing for clients. They all want this stuff. And I, I give it to them because they, you know, they, it makes them feel good about it, but it does zero to the bottom line. So when you are a, you're going from zero to 1 million or you're 1 million going to 100 million or whatever, what you really need to do is instead of worrying about like how your thing sounds, you what you want to focus on is what you're saying. That's actually a David Ogilvy quote of, you know, focus on what you're saying, not how you're saying it. And so that's where I would start. Positioning, messaging, what's the substance? What are you saying? What is it different? Why is it different? That's where everyone needs to be at at all times not how you're saying it's what you're saying so what should brand owners be saying like how do they stand out that a lot of these d2c brands uh many of them uh at least at least in the early days are drop shipping probably from very similar sources and suppliers how do you make your brand stand out what's that positioning like how do you how do you start with that yeah, well, the first thing you do is you focus on, especially positioning in particular, you, you want to focus on competitor research. And what that means is that you want to look at what other competitors are doing and then see their messaging and then see where you fit in that you know, ecosystem of products. So, for example, I'm, this is, I used to own a, an apparel brand, right? Uh, it was called Stunt Double. Um, and the whole thing behind it was that it was, it was it was basically like a copy of what Roan and Lululemon already do, where they had things like shirts that had anti-odor technology. So basically, if you sweat, um, it wouldn't stink, essentially. Uh, but I want to figure out a differentiator. What was my differentiator in that space? In the direct response, in, when you learn direct response, you learn something called market sophistication, which is like a, a measure of how to uh, change your messaging based on how competitive the market is. Um, in the in the in the perfect world, you you do everything you can to be in an uncompetitive market. But you know, I decided to go more competitive and stuff like that because costs and stuff like that. Um, so what I did was I got my shirt. It had the same anti-odor technology as Ronin Lululemon, like literally the same one from the same company, same everything. And while they uh, positioned theirs that like Lululemon had like a uh, silver scent, right? You know, it sounds a bit feminine. Right. Or, uh, and I forgot what Roan used to call theirs, but it wasn't like, uh, it was like silver tech. Okay. A little bit more, but whatever. What I did was I called, uh, mine silver force and I positioned it as military grade anti-odor technology. Not all of a sudden, like you put my shirt, at least with the copy next to Roan and new lemon. It is a clear difference. It's still, it's, it's still, there still has to be a decision-making process. So it's not like the perfect positioning, uh, cause in the perfect positioning, you are, finding a way to not compete with everyone else. But when you have to compete with everyone else, you put military-grade anti-order technology versus anti-order technology. Which one are you going to pick, especially if that shirt costs like 60 bucks? 
you're going to pick military-grade anti-odor technology. It's stronger. And that's what uh, at least markets, uh, at least what you do with market sophistication. And so um, that's just one way to go about it. But the ideal way is to focus on a category where either you create a brand new category or an existing category that that there is that there's there might be a clear winner, but you can be an easy number two, kind of like how Coke is number one, but then Pepsi became a really really solid number two, and then that all your copy that you do, whether regardless if it's emails or website copy ads or anything, starts from there. Especially like I know Matt, you are focused on ads and stuff like that, and that's ad copy is literally most of it is like okay it's like three to five benefits uh and fe features and benefits it's literally like a features and benefits list 10 percent off go buy now it's literally what it is but how do you get there you focus on what makes your thing different we are the world's first toothpaste for you know sensitive gums you know that's what you want to be and so and then that's once you have that then the copy becomes super easy yeah okay so find out how you fit in against other people and fit in <laughs> and like know your place or you stand out <laughs> yeah you want to stand out and try to raise your hand up about who you are so then is that so other customers can know if they want are aligned with your brand versus another brand um yeah that that sounds like it makes sense to me okay so <laughs> after the competitor research how do you go about, like, how does copy and messaging and this positioning play into brands? Um, say I want to start a brand and I'm thinking about these SKU sets uh, I'm starting with and a bundle or a starter kit. Like, how does copy, <laughs> take me through how copy can help me with those pos positioning those offers or those bundles and those kits like the, that we often see for brands? Got it. Yeah, so honestly, the way because I my background is in direct response copywriting, so I used to write copy for like online courses and stuff like that. And if you if you know anything about the online course space, it's literally like these you have to write twenty pages of copy to sell you know a hundred dollar you know video course. In the e commerce space, copy is a lot more focused on on the positioning of that particular product. So like say if you uh, you know you know let's just say it's Let's say you have an apparel brand, for example, right? And you, you you are selling all sorts of different types of skews, shirts, shorts, pants, all this type of stuff. And then, you know, this is obviously this is very minor, but just to give you like a like how specific this can go, like you give, uh, you, you have like three to five skews and you call it, you know, the, you know, the whatever, the stunt double starter pack, you know, that's the kind of like, that's very, very, like very, very small position element that you would do. And, but it's like, it's the same concept, but for regardless of whatever it is, uh, that you're selling. So the way I like to do it, I, I like to things in terms of a hierarchy. Um, what I do is I, I get the product and I always figure out, uh, I know, I'm, I'm assuming I know the positioning. Okay. So my next step is then how can I promote that positioning? Uh, especially, and this the changes best based on email or ads or stuff like that. But normally, you know, I like functional products are easier, kind of like supplements and skincare and stuff like that. When you get that positioning, how do you promote that positioning? I usually like to either, like, for example, set it up by saying, okay, this is the problem and this is our solution and how we came to that solution. Um, or it could be like comparative, like this is everyone else has, has X, ours is Y because of these couple of reasons, right? And then uh, depending, and it, again, this changes depending on whatever it is you're actually selling because like for example let's say you're selling uh jewelry right jewelry th these are rocks and usually what, di what differentiates jewelry is going to be either the actual rock or uh you know like how it looks like like a, like the style okay and so i remember I, I don't know who this was but i remember one person selling uh like aquatic themed jewelry right so at that point you're like, you don't have to say a problem solution. Like there's no problem when it comes to that kind of stuff. But when you're, if, if you are in that thing, then what you do is you promote, uh, your copy is all about says aquatic themed jewelry. Uh, you know, you know, you can even go nerdy or even clever if you want, like be the queen of the sea or something, whatever. I don't know. So, 
Um, but that, that, that's the kind of way I, I will think about it. Whenever you do copy, you are promoting that positioning as well as the offer that ends up being, you know, whatever it is that you're, that you're selling. Got it. Got it. Okay. So include the positioning in, in with the offer and the bundle and the kit, even don't just say bundle kit, like, or swag pack, <laughs> like brand it. You can even brand it as basic as adding your brand um stuntman double pack and stuff like that okay got it sweet so i'm an i'm a example i'm a non-marketing founder and i just made this cool product and it's pretty cool it's pretty good it's kind of different but i i'm i i'm not a marketer i just i'm used to working with my hands and making stuff like how how do i go from zero to one like not even a million dollars in revenue like where do i start like i i have this cool product i know it's cool i know how it works i know the industry i'm in and it's better or different in some way how do i how do i get that message onto my website onto my shopify store like what what take me through a couple tips you would give someone literally with a blank like theme they're like replacing the debut theme like with their own copy right like talk to me a little bit about that yeah so when it comes to the to the specifics of how to actually write the copy uh like like say let's uh, for this example let's just say it's it's websites right so the important part is that you do know your product and that you do know who it's for how's it different stuff stuff like that and then ultimately are you doing just you're just kind of like saying it like that's that's like the that's by far the most biggest thing like uh a lot of e-commerce business owners, they like to, again, they like to be clever about it. And like, no, like if you are selling pea protein, you know, just say that. That's the number one thing by far. Now, when it comes to like the actual, like how, like sh how should you m manage your, you know, the, the messaging and stuff like that, uh, that one's going to be more about, we could go, we could go actually pretty complicated with this, but as long as like, say, uh, there's two, look, I'll, I'll just, I'll just say it. there's two different concepts. It's super important. One I already mentioned. So one is called market awareness. Okay. This is basically where, uh, you are changing the messaging of your copy to based on where the customer is on their journey. So for example, a quick example, like the homepage of your site is, I usually like to think of it as like a, a middle of the funnel thing, a uh, middle of the funnel page where. People go there and that they, it helps them make a decision to go somewhere else. Okay. Or like say an email An email is usually going to be like, if you send an email 15% off, that's a bottom of the funnel thing. And then, so your messaging has to change for that. So that's one thing, market awareness. And I'll give another example, like a full example, uh, market awareness. And two, where I mentioned earlier is market sophistication, which is based on, based on your competition, how competitive it is, how, what do you need to say to be believed essentially? Okay. So again, like the stunt double example I gave earlier, everyone's saying anti-order technology. I decided to one up them by saying military grade anti-order technology. Okay. So when you're actually writing the thing, you are launching a brand new thing. Okay. Uh, again, let's, let's use supplements as like an easy one, a pea protein supplement. Uh, like for example, one concept I had was like, cause I'm, I'm a vegetarian and I like, you know, I, I, I take, you know, protein shakes and stuff like that, but I like the whole, you know, clean stuff and stuff like that. But I know me as a founder, supplements are a hard thing to sell, especially when you're trying to say, you know, our supplement has more, whatever, more protein, whatever. But what if I started one that's all about like the Ben and Jerry's of, you know, of protein, right? Now I have like, you know, you know, chunky monkey as my flavor, right? So if I, if that's my concept, Right? And I'm and I'm putting it on a, a website. I'm I'm just I'm literally gonna say you know something like I don't, I don't know let's just say you know twelve of amazing flavors or um, you know uh, the world's most you know delicious you know protein shakes basically or something like that. You want to make it into a, a big idea. And how you do that again? Just focus on your positioning. Right? If you do not, if you have no idea what the big idea is, it's because you don't have your positioning's off. You just you, you just don't know as much as you think you do. Okay, and then you just literally put it as plainly as possible. Again, no cleverness. Forget all that kind of stuff. No funny. Don't be that. You know, unless you are meant. Unless that's literally your differentiator, your positioning that you're trying to be funny. Do not do that. 
and then just say the basic thing. And depending on where you are putting that copy, then you can change it up. So again, if it's like an email, which is what we do for mostly for our clients, 15% off, you know, Labor Day email, I don't have to do anything. I just say Labor Day, 15% off, get our, you know, amazing, delicious protein th things, whatever. Um, but if it's like, say a welcome email and like, for example, like uh, the second email of the welcome series, I always like to make it uh, to teach people why they should buy our stuff versus everyone else's. Like what is the differentiator? Okay. And that email, that's a different email. That's more middle of the funnel. So in that case, I'm doing something like, you know, uh, pea protein versus whey protein, for example, right? And in that case, then I then I can eventually go down to my uh, particular thing. But when it comes to the actual, like, you know, you're sitting there writing whatever, all you have to do at that point, so you got all this stuff, you got all this information, literally go to other people's sites or emails or whatever it is that you're writing, copy what they do, literally copy their framework. And then you just input your thing. So if I'm selling pea protein, I'm gonna go to someone else that sells pea protein and other supplements. I'm gonna take what they have as frameworks and then just input my information into it. And that's pretty much, and that's, and this is what I do for like, you know, I've been a copywriter for like 11 years since the beginning. That's literally what I've done. People pay me literally to go to other sites or emails or whatever, copy what they do, but I'm inputting their positioning into it. And then, if you want to go above and beyond that, and you're a brand, you can you're a brand owner. You can hire an actual copywriter to do it. You know, it's not going to make like a huge match, um, uh, you know, difference. Um, but you know, just literally, it's, it, like if you you're in the internet marketing space and you know Russell Brunson, that they call it, you know, funnel hacking. Um, that's it's really that's all you're doing. Just take model after something, find a bunch of stuff, model after it, and then put your input stuff. That's why I say it's better to what you say is more important than how you say it because if you just said how to say it. You're screwed, but you say what to say. You can take anything and make it good. Just take what is already working. Take what's out there. Even though your product might be unique or different in a few ways, it's still not, for most, 99% of brand owners, it's not a novel, brand new concept. So take what's out there, apply your, your positioning, your values, your attributes, and tweak it. Cool. Got it. So... The last thing you mentioned there was hiring a copywriter. If I'm a brand owner, should I outsource my copy and to a freelancer, consultant, an agency? Or is that something you ever consider advising brands to hire a copywriter in-house? Let, let, let's, let's open this uh, discussion up. Yeah. Um, so I honestly, to me... I think of it as like a, like a talent thing. If you can find great talent in-house, do it. If you can find great talent, you know, you know, as a freelancer or an agency, do it. So it's, it's more of a talent game than anything else. And also like your needs, obviously like in-house, if, if you have a lot of copy that you need to be, that needs to be done, then it makes sense to do in-house. Like, especially like, again, like you're a supplement brand, uh, that's very like, at least compared to like apparel or whatever, it's very copy intensive. There's like a lot of stuff that has to be written. So it makes sense to do in-house copywriter, um, but you're not, you could outsource it and stuff like that. It's more about finding a good copywriter than, than you know, picking in-house or, or, you know, whatever. And usually like, it's kind of like a, a thing, like people know that the good ones are never in-house <laughs> basically, but that doesn't mean there isn't any in good in-house ones either. So it depends on how, how much, copy affects your business. If you are a functional business like supplements or skincare or something like that, copy matters more than if you are in apparel or jewelry, which is our more lifestyle businesses. Those require more visuals and stuff like that. So if you're a lifestyle business, I would in house like I would have in-house like a videographer, right? And then outsource the copywriting. But if you're in a functional business, it'd be the opposite way. In-house the copywriter out you know outsource the, the you know, all the video creative and stuff like that that's the way i would think about it yeah i think that's really good and uh probably a smarter way to think about it than black and white of in-house versus outsourcing an agency um i think we on twitter especially we have a lot of nuance and context missing so i love the the talent and like the needs of your brand uh functional versus lifestyle that's that's really great okay what is 
recently, what has been one of your um, favorite things you either wrote or sent um, for a client? Like, is it an email? Was it an ad? Was it like a website? Like, what's a recent win or cool thing that you have you guys in Supply Drop have done recently? Yeah, so I'll, I'll mention two things. One, we haven't actually sent it yet, but we're doing it right now. And this is my favorite thing we're, we're working with because I'm, I'm, I've recently gone into NFTs, right? Uh, and one, we had a client who they're trying to build their own OpenSea, right? Which is where the marketplace for NFTs. And their thing, uh, they want to act like an e-commerce store though. So, you, so a bunch of creators have their projects up there. Um, and then they, they build their own email list though, like the, 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 the business, the, the client. Um, and then they promote out different, you know, projects that are coming up or whatever. Like an, like, like an e-commerce business, like as, if it was, as if it was their own products. Um, but one thing they do, or at least they're planning to do, is a, a, a thing they call a starter pack. You know, so basically, it's kind of like if you know NBA Top Shot, they do, they do literally the same thing. Um, and so what we're doing is an email design called the Anime Starter Pack. So because their whole thing is anime, right? That's, that's the niche of the business. And so that, honestly, I, obviously we're talking here. I can't show it to you. But it looks really cool. That's the one thing. Yeah. Um, but another uh, another one, a recent win, and it was an interesting one, is we sent out a testimonial email for a client. They sell eyewear, like Lensable. Uh, and that particular email, basically the email is, you know, a hero image of a girl, you know, wearing, putting her glasses on, basically. Uh, you know, a headline of, you know, like a quote headline of, it was about, like, you know, some person saying, uh, yeah, this you know, getting from Lensable, getting my eyewear from Lensable was better than my, you know, traditional prescription or something like that. Five stars, you know, and then the actual quote itself. And at the very bottom, it was, the copy was, um, need new lenses, try our best sellers. And then like, it was like all their best sellers essentially. And what that win was, I, it was an interesting one because normally testimonial emails are do, they do kind of about average, but that one, I realized that, uh, it, it actually had a higher click-through rate than their, all their other emails. And not only did it have a higher click-through rate, when I reset, I resent that email, um, I changed the subject line to, to focus away from the copy, from the, from the testimonial, to focusing on the position of the business, which is better, uh, paid less for better lenses. Right? And once I did that, the email resend basically doubled the revenue of the original email. So again, that was the positioning thing, right? Plus uh, an email type, an email framework archetype that worked. And so that was a, a really good win for us. And I think everyone, by the way, should try testimonial emails and, and, and stuff like that. So yeah, that's super interesting. So two, two, two things I want to follow up there. First thing is how often do you recommend brands resend the same email and just switch the subject line like that. Is it a percentage? Is it a gut thing? Like when when should I resend my campaign? Yeah, I mean, often honestly it depends on how uh, how much you're se you're sending and stuff like that. Like normally, uh, I say every brand should do a minimum of two two per month, right? Um, but ideally, you're sending you know one per week or more, um, and depends on how how aggressive you want to be. Now it it because of iOS 15, things have to change a bit, right? And I, we're still trying to figure exactly how that's going to change. But normally, like, you want to send, like, say, for example, you send one email a week, like, you have to send a, a, a resend. You, like, you have to, to get that. You need to send be sending two emails per week. Um, but you're sending, let's say, your email, you're, you're already sending three or four campaigns per week, which is, like, the limit in e-commerce, basically. In that case, I'll think about it a bit more, maybe only send the ones that really outperform. And then that, that more than likely they'll end up like two or three per month, which is kind of the same thing when I said earlier. Um, but yeah, that's the, you want to send it as often as possible. When it comes to email marketing, it's less about creative and way more about how aggressive you are when it comes to frequency, when it comes to offers, and when it comes to, uh, you know, anything new, essentially, like new product launches and stuff like that. So more the merrier. Uh, I think I've seen enough of your <laughs> posts and rants on Twitter about people are not sending enough email and they, most brands early on should probably send more. 
Is that still is basically what you're saying, right? Well, if you're brand new, like you're brand new, like literally have you less than a thousand subscribers or whatever, I probably wouldn't worry too much about like sending like three or four emails a week either. Um, focus on whatever your acquisition channel is. Uh, but once, once you want to start taking your thing seriously, like, yeah, like you need to be like serious. And I say this all the time, especially if you're new, like for example, in e-commerce, a lot of people want to be like beautiful. Like they want to send like the most beautiful things. And we do that for our clients because they want it. But like, say you're brand new, you don't have much of a budget. So what do you do? Just send a plain text email and send that three times a week. You know, like, like don't like, don't be overprotective about your brand because especially at that size, you have no brand basically. <laughs> so uh, it just, just send emails. If it has to be plain text, let it be plain text. And then just, just go from there because it's going to make you money. Right. If you want, like, there's this thing in direct response. People say, like to say a lot. It's like, you know, if you, you know, I only send emails on the days I want to make money. Right. And especially now with iOS 14 that happened and now iOS 15, that's basically more true than ever in e-commerce. So send emails, plain text, basic stuff. Go ahead. And, and if you're, you're just starting out, like you have less than a thousand subscribers, don't worry too much. Focus on acquisition. But once you start to get those subscribers in the door, yeah. And send a decent amount. Send, send away. Okay. Um, got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Where, um, <laughs> what sort of trouble, um, do brand owners get into with copy when it comes to ads? I know you do a lot more on the email side, but on the ad side, where um, do brand owners sometimes get in trouble with like Facebook ads, for example? Yeah. Um, again, I'm, I'm a, when I think of copywriting, I always go back to the fundamentals, like the basics, basics, basics. So for me, I don't worry about the copy and or I don't see like most of the time, I don't even see a problem. Most of the copy being sent out in e-commerce. What I'm mostly worried about is again, what are you saying? And the problem is with most e-commerce brands is that they're saying the same thing as everyone else, right? It's literally, hey, we have a pea protein here, 20% off, which is fine, right? But why should I care about your pea protein? You know what I mean? Like, 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 is it like, does it look nicer? Does it, you know, does it taste better? That kind of stuff. That's, and that's really where everyone screws up almost everywhere in, 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 in just in copywriting in general, regardless of the medium. And in ads, uh, like obviously there's different type of ads where you go like vi long form video ads, like Harmon Brothers, which is completely different from like the short like image that just you know, fifteen percent off or whatever. So that's what I that to me that's where I focus on all the time. What is the positioning of the product, of the brand, of that particular product, and of that particular offer, right? As long as what you're saying again, what you're saying is more important than how you say it. So stop worrying about being clever and stop giving like the absolute basics. If again, if say you, you, your ad, right. And people are scrolling, but people will see five different supplement ads. Well, why should someone pick yours? You know, they're not going to pick it just because it's 20% off because everyone else is also 20% off. And it doesn't have to be like super long either. Like literally like in the, in like the headline or, or somewhere you can say, you know, get the world's first, you know, pea protein for 20% off. Right. It just, it could be super basic. But you gotta have the world's first pea protein. You know that's what makes it you know better. Got it. So got it. So even in my question, and I just learned from you like ten minutes ago about it's what you say, not how you say it. I'm still stuck on the how, which is just uh, goes to show you how awesome I am at copywriting. Uh, I I think I'm stuck in Adsland trying to hack that click through rate up by doing the how and not the what of the yeah, copy. I mean, so that's, that's good. What, it's good to yeah, learn. The what doesn't matter a little bit, but within context, right? And especially when you use market sophistication and market awareness and you want to increase the click through rate, it's basically a more like you could, you could, you could do things to make things more curiosity based, which will increase the click through rate. Right. Uh, but usually most e-commerce ads are more like, bottom of the funnel, go buy now type of thing. Well, if you're doing like something like Harmon Brothers, they do like three minute ads. So they have space to, to really, you know, go, you know, sophisticated with the copywriting. 
Um, but for the most part, like uh, you should, be, if you do not know how to sell your product in a, you know, in a sentence, then you don't know your product basically. And then at that point, uh, you know, it's then for, beyond that, it's how you present that, that, you know, that sentence, like where you're, you're putting it, you know, there's a big difference in my opinion versus saying uh, we sell the first versus the only, right? There's, there is a difference. And there's actually a legal difference between that two as well. So, and, and you have to be, you know, specific on that kind of stuff. So again, it comes back down to the positioning, like uh, what you're saying, like it's gotta be different, you know? Gotta be different. Gotta be clear, not clever. <laughs> clear, not clever. I'm going to say it one more time so I can remember, so I can remember is clear, not clever. Okay. Yeah. And again, if you're having trouble, literally go to other ads <laughs> and do what they do and input your thing. That's, that's really, that's really, and oh, where's one tip though. That's, that's super important that now are just reminding me if you're going to do that, say I'm on supplement, I'm going to go to another supplement brand, like say on it or something, go to the Facebook ads library, go to on it or whoever you're looking for and go all the way to the bottom, all the way to the bottom, uh, and, and try to find one that's similar to whatever it is that you're selling, or not even, just like type of copy that you want to try. Because the longer an ad has been running, the more likely it works. And so there you go. Now you can now you can model off of it. Yes, that was, I was just about to bring up the Facebook ads library. That is a gold mine. It just shows any active ads of brands running through those their Facebook pages. And Again, longer, in theory, the longer it's running, the the more likely it is to be making them money. So a great tip there to, if you're really, really stuck, just go find someone else's brand, see what the heck they're doing, make your, input your values, input your positioning into it. Got it. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Um, is, uh, <laughs> for copywriting and positioning and messaging, what haven't we covered that would be relevant and important for an early brand owner to consider and whether it's ads or email their website the packaging customer service if it's i don't know if it i don't know what it is but any anything else about positioning and copy yeah yeah well, honestly we could talk about this for freaking hours uh but when it comes to positioning copy, I guess like what we could talk about is like, like the specifics of <clears throat> what does it look like actually to, to create positioning or like a tagline or something like that, that, you know, helps you, uh, you know, with your positioning and whatnot, uh, and which, you know, it you know, translates to your copy. So for example, like for, for positioning, like I literally, like, so I literally had a client not too long ago, they were in the CBD space of synchronicity. And the problem with the CBD space is that literally everyone's almost the same thing as everyone else or either that or like because it's CBD and because everything's like super has to be like super scientific and stuff, it gets super nerdy, like really quick and very hard to understand, which is, which is a big problem. And they paid me <clears throat> to help find a position. Right. And so what they had before was, uh, I forgot the, the name of it, but it was basically like a, like a, like a three-step, like here are the three reasons why we're different, right? But the problem was that two of those reasons were the same everyone else had, and they only have one thing that was actually different, but even that thing was super complicated to understand. Um, and so what, what basically what I did was that I looked through all the competitors. I looked through like 20 competitors that they gave me the list, like uh, you know, all these different competitors. And then I started to see what made those brands different or like what were their promises, what were the benefits or the features, like for example, like Martha Stewart has a CBD brand, um, and it's like it's like a it's like a little it's like a little thing, a little little cube. It looks like candy, right? and she actually says this CBD thing is is you know inspired by this candy made from in France, and and her focus was that these were like the best tasting CBD things, uh, and so that and so that's I wrote that I will like literally I'm in a Google Doc and I wrote that you know Martha Stewart. Uh, you know, whatever the thing was called, uh, what's it called, uh, the gummy drops yeah. or drop gummy, whatever, uh, and world's best tasting things. And there's a couple other things on, on the actual website, like 96% of people who've tried it said they loved it, at least the taste of it and stuff like that. So I wrote that down 
and I literally did the same thing for like 20 different brands. And then I went back to their brand, my, my client's brand, Synchronicity. And I looked over through everything. Of the stuff that I saw from all the other brands and of the stuff that I saw from Synchronicity, what was the one thing? Now their problem was that there's, they had they, they had the differentiator, but it was so like embedded within their stuff that it just didn't make sense. But one thing that they did have, one particular step of their CBD making process was that they were, um, it was hand pressed olive, uh, olive oil, hand pressed uh, CBD, like hemp, right? And so that's literally what I made the whole position. And because, because I did all the research with 20 different competitors, none of them had that process of how they actually made their thing. I mean, they did, but it was like their own way. And it was like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, we make our stuff in-house basically. And, but literally everyone else says the same thing. So yeah. I positioned Synchronicity as the hand-pressed uh, CBD brand, hand-pressed hemp. That's, that's that was like the tagline I came up with, hand-pressed hemp. And now your positioning, now, now you can say, you know, instead of saying, you know, we do CBD oil, we do, we're the world's first hand-pressed hemp oil brand. And now that, that's all over their, their, their thing. And then what I told them to do right after that was how to sell that position. And the way you sell that position, at least for them in particular, was uh, problem solution. All the other brands, they don't do hand press. And what happens if you don't do hand press, then you can have the greatest hemp in the world, but the quality suffers because a lot of it like leaks out. But when you do hand press, we keep more hemp more of whatever the thing is cbd in the actual in the actual product and that's how come we're superior and even though i don't know the actual i don't know i don't actually know how much better it is or how much more it is uh but because it's hand pressed hemp and or as a consumer you you see that you're like okay that makes sense and now all of a sudden they can use like artisanal uh you know positioning stuff while keeping some of the science behind it. Like we, we hand press, like, it's kind of like that. Like I literally had in my head, like the aviation gin ad that Ryan Reynolds is like, where they're, they're like, they, you know, they apologize to every, <laughs> to every berry before they actually do it. We were actually make it literally the same thing. And that's how um, ultimately you're, you're doing it. And if there was a book to read about this, go read differentiate or die by Jack Trout, I think which is saying one of the authors of 22 immutable laws of marketing. So um, that's a really, really good book uh, you do. And then if you focus your thing, your brand on a particular attribute or a particular process or whatever, then all of a sudden your copy becomes different. And all you have to do is promote that, uh, you know, promote that positioning or the offer that you're actually uh, sending out. So had you not done that research, all the actual hard work and like task, like the time that it took, you probably wouldn't have come up with hand pressed hemp. <laughs> you you might have, but like you wouldn't have been like, ah, oh, okay, well this is like this is a thing. But since you went through the research, you looked at all the other brands. This is unique to them. Now they're the hand pressed hemp brand, and like you said, the, what they're saying is that we're we hand press. Then you can use that positioning like you said to pain agitate solution and put them against the other brands saying this is our brand that's them back to us this is why exactly buy from us yeah. okay is that everyone else everyone else sells the you know generic stuff that they all promise the same thing but they don't have hand pressed you know we are hand pressed they're not right and so and, and one more thing you mentioned that's super important and this is actually the real value of a copywriter Right. So if you want to go again back to in-house versus, versus whatever in-house versus agency or a freelancer, the real value in learning copywriting, whether for yourself or hiring one, is that copywriters are good researchers, or at least that's their, that's their job to research. Because all, everything you're doing from the messaging, from product development, it's all in the research. And so, for example, like David Ogilvy, David Ogilvy was a copywriter and his most famous ad was like, I think it was like a... Damn, I forgot what was the car, but it was like a really expensive car. And something, his headline was something to the fact that like, you know, the only thing louder than, uh, than, than some, than, ah, I'm butchering. That's butchering okay. It, but, it's all good. But, yeah. But you could, you could search it up. Like the only thing louder than the clock or whatever is like the, the something, something I, I, I completely butchered it, but definitely look it up. 
is his most famous headline. It was like 60 seconds or 60, 60 miles per hour or something like that. But um, uh, it's all in the research, right? And he did it because he, he was reading like through like their manuals or whatever. And he realized that one particular thing sounded super cool. And so he just put it as the headline of his, of his ad. And that's really what positioning is. It's all in the research, 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 research. Do not make anything up because you're not, one, you're not going to be that creative. And two, that's probably illegal. So, <laughs> so uh, don't, don't make anything up. Look at the research and all you're doing is finding that one idea and then make it, you know, your entire business. And then if you can, even better, you make the product based around that particular idea. And now you've anchored it. And now the copy, you know, it almost writes itself, assuming you understand your customer and, and you're using, you know, other templates or whatever to, to write your copy. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. And I, I pulled up the quote real quick. At 60 miles an hour, the loudest noise in the new Rolls Royce comes from the electric clock. That is, oh, that is, uh, that is smooth. Uh, that, that's cool. Yeah, he just found it. Like it was like he didn't like he didn't like make it up or anything, or he like he didn't test and stuff or something. He just he literally just read like like the the stuff that the client gave him, and he just made it you know cool essentially. And uh, he does the same thing with like the Hathaway man, right? That's position. Instead of saying okay, we sell this really cool shirt, he puts a character in front of it and says we call it the Hathaway man, which is the inspiration of like the uh, the world's most interesting man, the Dos uh. Equis guy. That's where that came from. And so when you, that's one way to position a, a, a lifestyle product, right? Cause you don't have the same like problem solution sort of thing. So uh, you're more worried about like who people are trying to become like Rolex used to do the same thing. They used to uh, say something like people who, you know, climb Mount Everest are the type to wear Rolex, something like that. And so that's more for the lifestyle uh, type of you know, brands, but yeah, that's, that's how you want to think about it. And then when it comes to the actual copy, again, look for someone else's stuff and then just, just model after you model after it and, and write your, you know, your positioning and stuff in there, your offer. You basically, from what I'm understanding is try not to write copy from scratch. <laughs> Always start somewhere, either with someone else's writing, your, your customer's words, um, stuff like that and like then fill in the gaps and mold it and iterate right not just oh i have this clever i have this clever quote that is so cool and unique it's no it's simple clear and then just promote that <laughs> once you find it yeah yeah and really what copywriters do is that they like for me i always uh when the, the reason people might think i'm creative right when i'm right copy is because i've memorized all these templates essentially. So like, I'm not the first one to say, you know, introducing the world's first protein shake, you know, that has been done a literally million times. But once you are like, say you're the owner and you, you came up with your own first of the world protein shake, whatever, it sounds whatever. But once you input it into the template, it sounds amazing. Especially when you make big, big, bold claims, like, you know, uh, I don't, I don't, I can't think of any other at the moment, but like, for example, the Rolex one was, you know, if you are in a mountain, uh, if you, you know, people who, who climb Mount Everest are the type to wear Rolex. Like that's like, if you like, say you sold shoes, you know, you sold like premium shoes or something. I don't know. And then you're like the, the people who, uh, the, the people who, who do Ironmans are the type of who wear this, you know, that's, that's literally what I'm saying. And so, and then as long as you expand, oh, I'll, I'll give you a good, good one. Subway. Subway is a fast food restaurant. It's not really that healthy, you know, but what they literally did was they took all the elements of like the weight loss industry, like literally, wow, I lost 30 pounds in 30 days. They literally took that same thing and just made it for their food. And that's literally what you're trying to do. And, and, and when it comes to like to the minutiae, like specific emails and stuff, like, for example, like earlier I talked about like a testimonial email. I didn't like, I didn't imagine that myself. I literally went to my inbox and i went to um actually it was by the guys at four by 400 um uh the, the one of them for the for the trucks or whatever uh, uh slick slick yeah slick products i went through the thing and i saw them send multiple testimonial emails i'm like huh this looks like it might work 
sent it, and boom. That's, that's I just input our testimonials, our design, stuff like that. But it was like that. It was the same framework. So, and then you just do that on repeat. Got it. So, copy is much less about creating. It's more about copying from other people and adjusting and copying what they say in your customers and repeating it back to them. Well, not not <laughs> not what they say, but like the frameworks. Mm. Right, because it, it's all the same. Like problem yeah. agitation solution, everyone is doing it. But the difference is what you're what is the problem, what is the agitation, what is the solution? You know what I mean? So that's what you're ultimately doing. And okay. some things are more specific, like the world's first. That one you can be more you can copy a bit more of it because you know, it's the world's first. So, you know, it's, it's not not much more ways you can say it. So yeah. Cool, cool. Got it, got it. Okay. La last one here. Um how do you how, what are some variables, factors, metrics, if there are any, uh, for you to look at a brand, um, if a brand comes to you, like, we think we have a copy problem. Like, is it a gut feeling of just you reading their website and being like, yeah, you do? Or is there are there other things you kind of look at to help agree or disagree with their statement of that they have a copy problem? Yeah, again... I'm super basic on this. I only think there's a copy problem if you have a positioning problem. Uh, because some there are some clients that, that you know, they're like, okay, we have a copy problem. And I look at it and it's like, maybe the copying of itself is not, you know, amazing or astonishing or anything like that. But, you know, I, I would say it's fine. Uh, at least because when you do services and stuff like that, now you have to, now you have to calculate, you know, the ROI that you will get from your work. And so, I mean, could I, if they have like crappy copy, but the position is good, could I improve it? Yeah, but how much money are they going to make from me and stuff like that? So, you know, whatever. Um, but if they have, you know, great copy, like it sounds amazing, but the position is off, I'm going to say, listen, you're, what you're doing is not, obviously it's not working out for obvious reasons because there's nothing different between your product versus everyone else's. Um, and this happens more in like the website. Like I, I don't do much of that stuff, at least not anymore. I used to do like landing pages and stuff. Um, I don't do that much anymore, but that's typically what I would say. And also the exact opposite thing would happen. Like clients would be like, they have no position and stuff like that. And then they, all they care about is the creative. All they care about is like the actual copyright. And I'm like, yeah, it's not going to work out. This is just not going to work. Um, but when it comes to like email marketing, for example, uh, that one in email, the, the copy matters much less. But if they want to improve the creative, most of the time, Clients want to improve like the design of the creator rather than the actual copy. But when it comes to uh, email, I kind of, I, I still take the same uh, approach and where I might change the lead, for example. And what the lead means is like the first, like the, I guess like the first third of the email. So like, for example, like instead of saying, like it's a big difference between, hey, get 20% off versus, hey, Halloween is here, get 20% off, right? There's, there's a big difference between those two things. And so those are the things I'm, I, I, I would want to, uh, you know, test and then to, you know, to try. So even, even again, you've, you've reiterated enough. I've tried to ask you a few different times. You keep coming back to positioning, the positioning, the, what you're different, that big idea. And then the copy and actually how you say it is like the 20%, the 80% of the impact is the positioning. The 20% is the how. Yeah. And if you're going to, and when it comes to the actual copy, so the ultimate point of copywriting is something called, and no one talks about this in e-commerce. I don't know why, but it's message market match or message market fit, like similar to product market fit, but the message, what are you actually saying and how does that fit with the customer? So you might have, you also have the positioning, but when you sell that positioning, it has to, you know, sound like something like they actually care about, you know? So if you are the world's first protein shake, okay, that's good, very good, but also, like, how do I match that then to where the customer wants? Well, they want to lose the weight, they want to build muscle, they want to look good, right? Or they, or they've tried all these other supplements and they they feel they all feel scammed, right? That's another angle you could go about it too. So now you can actually look through all those different angles and then you know test them all and see which one resonates, which then becomes uh, you know your message. Uh, market fit. So for example, one thing we do, at least on the email side of things, one of like, the main ways we get results for clients is that we test for different types of email, you know, archetypes. 
like the testimonial email, right? That's a, that's a certain type of archetype we'll do. And so what we what we try to do is we try, we try to make a collection. Over the course of a few months, we try to we find out, oh, these three to four archetypes, these for some reason outperform for your list, right? And so we do more of that. And so the, and those archetypes are really, it's just messaging. Like, what are you saying? Like a testimonial, 15% off, you know, those, that's the message we're, we're sending out for that particular email. So, and that's all you're trying to do. You're trying to find the positioning and then setting that positioning so you can find message market fit, which again, you'll, you, and you'll hear it like from your customers, like, wow, like your product really does what it says it does, or wow, like your, your product sounds exactly like what I need. Like that's the type of like, like anecdotal data that you want to, uh, you want to hear about from your customers. Message market fit and positioning. Those are the big things for me that I'm going to have to go learn even more about. But man, this was uh, really good to deep dive into copy and get some basics and the foundations of positioning. So I appreciate your time. But Danavir, where can people find you? Where do you want to point them to if they want to talk to you, learn more about yourself and your uh, work that you do? Sure. Um, well, if you want to be, you want to talk to me about being a client we do e-commerce email marketing for, you know, six to seven, eight figure brands. We've done stuff for smaller brands too, especially flows. You want to learn more about that and to hire me and my team, you can go to supplydropmedia.com. And if you also have a personal site, dannyversary.com, that you can go to sign up to the newsletter where basically I'm kind of like documenting what I'm learning as I, cause I'm also building a men's grooming brand on the side. Um, so I'm kind of like documenting and just teaching e-commerce, you know, marketing tips, uh, on a weekly basis. And other than that, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, you just go to at Dan of Saria. At Dan of Saria, uh, at Dan of Saria.com and supply drop. Those will all be in the show notes. Thanks so much again for your time. And I'm sure I'll have you on again in the future and, uh, I'll talk to you guys later.